I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. And joining me today is Chris Westfall, author of Easier, Six Ways to Make, not Six Ways, 60 Ways to Make Your Work Life Work for You. When it comes, when it seems as if the path forward looks like a brick wall, it's time to zoom out and watch other possibilities come into view, advises author and business coach Chris Westfall. He informs us that it isn't about taking the easy way out of difficult circumstances. It's about overcoming tunnel vision, seeing things in a new way, and showing up differently when challenges arise. Assessing new ideas and possibilities in Westfall's narrative is simpler than readers uh, simpler than readers will find in other self-help bo- books because he shares a relatable, straightforward conversation between a client and a coach. The client is ambushed at work. He's fired on a Monday morning. He believes his wife will leave him as a result. He's afraid that he can't pay his bills. And ultimately, Westfall takes an even-handed look at how things work, using neuroscience, history, and powerful coaching examples to impact fresh perspectives that are vital to create inclusive cultures. Uh, Chris Westfall has appeared on ABC, NBC News, CNN, and is also a regular contributor to Forbes. Welcome to the show, Chris. Nice to have you on. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, it sounds like a very sad situation, obviously, but it's a very clever idea, I guess, uh, talking about these 60 ways to uh, make work life easier. And you, uh, this, this uh, dialogue between the, the client and the coach. Uh, but you also, it's not just to make our work life easier, it makes life easier also, right? If we can sort of tackle the, <laughs> become wiser. So true. Uh, yeah. So yeah. how do we I mean, do this? You know, yeah, when, okay. when it comes to work life balance, uh, it's really just life. And that's at the center of, of the book, because as the story unfolds, the career creeps into family, relationships, and that's how life unfolds. And that's what I wanted to represent inside of, of this story was, a, was something that people could, could identify their own experience in, inside of the story. Even if you've, you've never been fired, you've had to fire someone, or you've, you've experienced challenges in your life, we all have and and that is at the the center of easier because if, you know if you're going to write a book and call it easier you got to <laughs> there needs to be some difficulty to overcome and I I think this is a story of life after career death uh, for the client who goes through this journey to a kind of a journey of self discovery and I think that that's that's the journey that we're all on trying to discover who we are and how to show up in this world to create the greatest impact. And I guess what we have to do, and as you point out in the book, but we need to, in work-life situations, we have to be able to accept, uh, maybe accept isn't the right word, but we all at some time are rejected. We have to kind of, we have to be able to pivot. I know that's a new word that uh, uh, people use a lot, and be resilient and be resourceful and be able to make significant changes and I think people do get stuck and they're not a a lot many people and are not able to do that and whether it's whether they get fired from a job or whatever happens in life Mm -hmm. that's they see as catastrophic you know that they can't seem to overcome I mean that's the issue Um, and make different choices we have to be able to I think you say get rid of that tunnel vision this is the way it has to be get rid of the tunnel vision look at things in a different way and make different choices 
and see new possibilities. Because when we see new yeah. possibilities, that's when things get easier. When things are difficult, is it looks like there's only one way forward. It looks like, it, it, you know, for me, when I when I feel trapped, when I feel like I don't have options, life is very, very difficult. And as you said in the introduction, look, life isn't easy. But there is a way to, to see things that makes makes any situation, any relationship, any work environment easier. And I had to come to this, this realization on my own because of, because of my own experience. I, I was very, very uh, stuck. Catherine, I, um, in the early days of COVID, I, I lost my dad uh, in the pandemic. And th- that situation, there was nothing easy about it because he wasn't just my father. He was my friend. And I, I would find myself stuck in traffic. And Catherine, I would just, I would just start to weep. I would start crying. Mm-hmm. And I, and I would say to myself, God, you got to get it together. I just, I felt like I wasn't able to cope. And, and I, I would say to myself, how am I going to get through this? And what I, what I came to realize is I was trying to manage my feelings and manage my emotions and manage uh, to, to just, you know, find some coping mechanisms. I said, you know what? I, if I'm going to stop these tears, <laughs> I've got to stop the, a lifetime relationship that I've had with my father. I've got to stop what my father meant to me. And I wasn't willing to do that. And what made things easier was being able to step into that experience, that experience of grief, that experience of loss. And we've all, even if you haven't lost a loved one, we've, we've all had things that, that haven't turned out the way we'd like them to. And from that place, in, instead of saying, how, how can I get through this? I made a shift. And I said, what can I get from this? What can I get from my grief? And grief is some, you, you know, you know how it is. You never get over it. Yes. It's always with you. But when I looked in the direction of what can I get from this, I found some, I don't want to say control, but I'm going to say agency. I found, I found some, a new way of looking at, at the same situation. And, and what I got from this was a new appreciation for the love that I had for my father and, and quite frankly, that I still have. And, and from this place, these realizations, easier was born. And that's why the book is dedicated to my father's memory. And Crystal, when did that happen? At, at what point? I know you said you're, you're sitting in traffic and weeping and crying and, and, and feeling like, I, I can't get over this. My father, not only did I love him, he's my, you know, my best friend as well. So mm. uh, what, when did that happen? When did you realize this, this isn't? This isn't working for me. Well, the the loss of my father happened in the early days of the pandemic before, you know, vaccines and even mask mandates had, had really hit the scene. And so coping with these feelings during the pandemic, during a time of isolation was incredibly difficult. And and the realization, it didn't it didn't come instantly. It wasn't like I was like, oh, gosh, I'm, I'm sitting here crying and, yeah. and there's a way through this. You know, it it, it took some time for me to sit with this idea of what can I get from this and, and being able to come to a place. And this is, this may sound crazy, but I'm going to share it with you because this was, this really helped me a lot when I was able to just to step back and say, what's good about this. And, and, and you say, Chris, there's nothing good about, about someone uh, dying and passing away and, and losing your father. What is good about that? Well, what's good about that? I'll, I'll tell you what's good about that is that it made me appreciate how much my father meant to me. My friends say to me, may his memory be a blessing. And, and it is, and it is. And that for me was, was the change was seeing that, that 
that there is goodness inside of sadness. And when I made it okay to experience what I was experiencing, I was able to step into that experience and see that the grief was, was love persevering. And it perseveres to this day. I mean, it's obviously it's, it's different and it's changed with, with the passing of time. But I hope that this is a message for others that are going through tough times and going through grief and loss to say that grief will always be with you. But there is a way to see things so that you can get something from this difficult circumstance. I mean, when I think of the, the challenges that I've had in my life, I mean, going, I'm going to go all the way back to when I was a baby. The way I learned to walk was I fell down. <laughs> well, and, I think that's and, how we all learn we, to walk. You have to fall and bang your head and, you know, get up again, right? And keep on going. It's true. It's so true, Catherine. And we all have the ability to do that. Just like, just like a baby gets back up, we have resilience built into the system. It's part of our DNA. We don't, we don't see it. We, don't, we, we think, you know, how am I going to get through this? We, we think we can't cope. And yet somehow... We managed to walk, we managed to run, we managed to drive cars and create relationships and raise children and do all the things that at one time seemed impossible. And, How and helpful were other people to you during that time? And I know you're, I mean, this happened, I mean, your dad died COVID and then you're isolated too. And there are all kinds of restraints and, and things, new kinds of things, new other challenges that you're having to deal with at the same time. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, and and the word isolation keeps sort of popping up in my mind because you you know you were confined physically, uh, and yeah, and which impacts your emotional response as well. Indeed, and and the response of my family and that sort of thing, but you know the good the good news is we we carry his memory all of us my entire family. But we have the ability to move on. We, we all have that resilience inside of us. And I'm not just talking about my family. I'm not here as, you know, to tell a superhero story. <laughs> this is a story about all, all of us, all human beings. We all have the ability to bounce back. And if you, if you stop and think just for a minute about the things that you've had to overcome in your life, we all have things that, that have been taken from us. Uh, certainly going through the pandemic, everyone has experienced something being taken from them, whether that's, uh, you know, personal freedoms or whatever the case may be, that, that the feeling of being able to connect. But here we are today and recognizing that, recognizing what it is that we have overcome can be the first step in making things easier. But you mentioned the strength of you and your family, which must have come from your father. I mean, if you know that that all of the ability that your family has had to be resilient and to overcome what they've had to overcome and to experience the loss and 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 let go and go on does come from your dad. Indeed, and his his legacy is with us. I have two daughters, and his legacy lives on through them, through me, uh, through my brother and sister. And it's you know it, it's it's a wonderful comfort. And I, and I hope that doesn't just sound like I'm trying to, you know, put lipstick on a pig or try to make something yeah. good out of a bad situation. Um, but I'm, I'm just sharing with you that the transition that happened for me. And this is a story inside of, of the book. And, it, and through the client coach conversation, the coach is able to share this story. And it's, it's verbatim of, of what my experience was like. And I, my sincere hope is that, that readers find not just a comfort but but a way forward 
in, in whatever it is that, that people may have lost or when things didn't go the way that they wanted, um, how, to, how to show up differently, how to show up next time. Because, you know, what happened yesterday is not a predictor of what you're going to do today or tomorrow. We always have the ability to choose to show up differently. And when we show up differently, that's what creates the world around us. So a big focus of my coaching work, the, the work that I do with Fortune 500 companies is, is helping people to show up differently so that they can create new results and so that life can be easier. Yeah. So as you say, if you show up differently, the conversation can change or it will change. Mm-hmm. How did you get into business coaching? Well, I was a reluctant entrepreneur. <laughs> I spent uh, I spent a number of years in uh, the corporate world. I worked for Fortune 100 giants. I worked in technology. I even worked in the cosmetics industry for a few years. And when it was time for me to start my own business, I I didn't see how I was going to be an entrepreneur. I I didn't I didn't feel like I had the experience to do that. And, uh, I'm, and Catherine, I'm not sure that I was wrong, <laughs> but I figured it out. I figured one foot in front of the other. I found resources and coaches that could help me. I became a, a student of entrepreneurship. I became a student of innovation. I became a student of creativity so that I could create new things for myself. And uh, that, that transition happened a little over 10 years ago for me, and it, it, it it pointed me towards something, and I, I don't know how you line up on this, but it pointed me towards the importance of creativity. And what, what I mean by that is not arts and crafts or yeah. you know, painting, painting pictures or what we might think of as, as traditional outlets for creativity. I'm talking about creativity in terms of creating something, creating new experiences for myself, creating new experiences for my clients. And that has been, for me, the, the path that is pointing me towards what I believe is something that's, that's part of our human nature, and that is that we're put on this earth to, to create things, to create partnerships, to create innovation, to create organizations, to, to create books, and, and, and perhaps even great works of art, whatever the case may be. But the question that, that shows up for me every day is, what, what am I going to create today? And, and that has been a, a, an amazing transition for me. And then to help my clients to look into that question and to be able to answer it in very powerful ways. That's, that's been the most satisfying thing in my entire career. Well, I think we mentioned it in the beginning, but when you're talking about creativity, which is the opposite of overcoming, I mean, of tunnel vision, you have to overcome that tunnel vision. I think with so many of us are stuck. That's why your book would be is important. 60 ways to overcome this uh, tunnel vision. And, and uh, so many people, are stuck with tunnel vision. I think that's, you know, you're talking about creativity. We really do need to think about being creative, seeing things in a new way. um, And then we show up differently, as you say, and the conversation changes. And we all have the capacity to do that, I think is what you're telling us. Uh, it, it is, and it's, it's, I mean, I don't want to sound like it. it's just what I'm telling you. It's what I observe. It's what I experience. Yeah. And, and I mean, you know, I, I would a- ask everyone who's listening to the sound of our voices, have you experienced that? Have you experienced that, that something looks impossible and then you zoom out and it, it looks different? I know that I have. And what is it that, that folks can do to step back, to zoom out like a, like a, like a painter, Painting a picture might step back to see what it is that they're working on. You know, when you zoom in, 
sure, that's important for the details, but what about when you zoom out? What is the big picture? What is it that you're really on about? What is it? Can you zoom out so that you see your purpose? Can you zoom out so that you see your values and evidence? Can you zoom out so that you can take a look at, at what your goals really are and see if you're stepping towards them with, with a little bit of discipline? And, and well, what do you say to people who get frustrated? Many people, a lot of people, they want to do this. They hear you. They they read your book. They understand it. Sure. But then when they try, they get frustrated and then they give up. Well, the first thing that I would say to the people who are frustrated is me too. I, I wrote I wrote a book called Easier, but I got a PhD <laughs> in making things difficult. <laughs> Believe me. So there's a lot of frustration out there and that frustration takes shape in terms of quiet quitting. I mean, there's all kinds of things that are manifestations of the frustration that people feel. And so when people come to me and and they are frustrated with a particular situation, I I just, I ask some simple questions. One of them is, is what else could this be? What else could this mean in other words, a difficult circumstance. What else could this be? Is there a way to show up that would make this easier? And, and sometimes people say, well, no, this is exactly the way that it is, and this is my capabilities, and this is the way I've always done things. And I would just say to those folks, as I say to my clients, the past reminds us it does not define us. And you have the ability to choose to show up differently and looking in the direction of what is that difference that you can make and stepping towards that possibility. And people may say, I don't see those possibilities. Well, I, I've been there. I've been there. It looks like there's only one way forward, but you know as well as I do. I mean, right now in this conversation, we can say anything, Catherine. The possibilities are endless. We see that right now because we're calm, we're relaxed, we're just chatting. But when life gets hard, we, we don't see those possibilities. But from me to you, they always exist. They're always there. And so some guidance for people who are frustrated. What else could this mean? Another question you can ask is, what could make this easier? And and another that, that can be really, really valuable, these two words, slow down. If things look like you can't figure it out, sl- slow down. Slow down, zoom out, step back from from whatever it is that you are creating, that that painting that might look like a nightmare right now. (laughs) Step back and see possibilities. That's the first step to overcoming frustration. Well, I I can see in in, uh, some of your clients uh, apparently have, let's take this, this is a good example, have appeared on Shark Tank. So they are listening to you. It seems Mm -hmm. to me they're accomplishing what you want, uh, you know, you're helping them to accomplish uh, what they want to accomplish. So give us an example of some of those, uh, so those, those clients and who have appeared on Shark Tank. I know everybody would be interested in that. Yeah. Well, I, I worked with a client, uh, and I've had several clients that have shown up on Shark Tank, but the most uh-huh. recent was Shark Tank Season 12. Um, and uh, a gent by the name of Aaron Powell. He is the owner of Bunch Bikes, <clears throat> and he's based out of Denton, Texas. And he came to me and wanted to go on the show. And, and when someone comes to you and says, I want to go from I'm not on Shark Tank to being on Shark yeah. Tank, that, that's a big change. That's a big change. And so how do you navigate that change? And it's really helpful to remind people of what they're capable of. And And what I reminded Aaron of was that he was capable of being on the show. And of course we worked on some of the puts and takes and some of the things that, you know, he was going to need to know when 
he was facing off with Mark Cuban and that sort of thing. But as a result of our work, he was able to go on the show and he got a deal with Barbara Corcoran on the show live. And Barbara Corcoran was, uh, it, it didn't look like the deal was going to happen, of course, as things always unfold on Shark Tank, because Aaron had a bunch of, he had a bunch of debt in his business that they, the sharks were like, what is this debt? What does this mean? And we had worked together in our coaching session because I had set up a mock Shark Tank for him. So I had friends of mine and investors and different people that played the roles of all of the investors. And so we had actually played out the scenario where the sharks ask him about his debt. And so when he was on the show and Barbara Corcoran came after him, there's a clip on YouTube. You can, you can search it and check it out. It's, it's really worth watching. But the way that he responded, and he was nervous, but he was honest. And he stepped straight into explaining where the debt had come from. And it was because of his honesty that he walked away with a deal from the sharks. And, and it, it showed me a few things about communication. And number one is, is that when we, when we are honest with others and we're honest with ourselves, that is, is the first step in being able to create new results. Because we have to create from what is, from that place of, of honesty and truth. And that's where we can find some amazing ways to make life easier. Well, that's a, pers- a, a perfect example of what we've been talking about in this past half hour, right? I mean, he put everything that uh, you're you working with him as a business coach, I guess uh, it worked. Uh, and uh, so what happened today? Is it, it, what did you say the name of the company was? Or that- it's called Bunch Bikes, and yeah. they make innovative electric bicycles. Yeah. Oh. Bunch mm-hmm. bike. Mm-hmm. Bunch I'll have to look for bunch bike. Yeah. Uh, interesting. You also do work with, I mean, you know, incorporating some of these skills we've been talking about uh, when you coaching universities. And, and I see here that it's top tier universities. I don't know, Ivy League universities. Um, are these, you coach, who are you coaching? Some of the schools that I've worked with are Ivy League universities like the University of Pennsylvania, but I've also worked with, you know, the fifth largest university in the United States, which is Texas A&M. I've worked with them for uh, uh, almost a decade now. Um, but it's, you know, it's not every, every star in the sky, but I've, I've worked with schools from, uh, you know, from New England to Florida to California to Washington State and even into Canada, helping students to access new communication skills and to basically show up differently in a, in a very difficult and challenging job market. I mean, the challenge in the job market isn't that there are, I mean, there's, you know, they say now 1.7 jobs are available for every job seeker. The challenge is not finding a job. It's finding what it is that you want to do and the contribution that you want to make. And so for the leaders of tomorrow, these college students, whether they're in the Ivy league or the big 10 or wherever they might be located, I'm, I'm working with them to help them to show up differently. And it's, it's really the same. I mean, I don't want to say that the C-suite is the same as, as college level, but in many ways, the puts and takes that govern who we are as human beings, the way that we are wired is, is common, whether you're you know, 21 or 61. Uh, there are some, some things that are principles that, that when, we, when we come to understand these ideas, these ideas that make life easier, the ideas that we're talking about here today, it can create an impact no matter where you are in your career, your relationships, or your life. So we should be reading your book, Easier, 60 Ways to Make Your Work Life Work for You. We should be reading it now. Don't wait till you're 60. 
<laughs> read it when you're in, you know, you have to read it now. Be prepared. Um, that that would be my advice, right? Uh, ease, I mean, um, start when you're in college. Well, you know, there's a famous quote that I love, and it's in the book, and it goes right in line with what you're saying, Catherine. It's this. It's never too late to be who you might have been. And that's a quote from George Eliot. And if, if that resonates with you and you're feeling some frustration in your life, your relationships, your career, you're right. Don't wait. This book, it's, it's an easy read. It's short. It's a story. It's something that everyone will, will create their own experience from this book. It's not preachy or teachy. It's an opportunity to get lost in a story and maybe see a way to change your own. So we have a couple minutes left. Give us a website, websites we can go to for more information about this book, about other books that you've written, and about the, the work that you're doing. Absolutely. So if you want to find out more about Easier, the, the website is easier-book.com. And if you'd like to know more about me, about my coaching work, and the other books that I've written, you can find that information on my website, which is westfallonline.com. And my last name, it's like the direction and the season, westfallonline.com. That's me. Okay, and on Facebook and Instagram, too, as well, I assume. That's exactly right. You can find me. Actually, on Facebook, it's the real Chris Westfall, but Facebook, Twitter. I'm sorry, I said Facebook. I meant Instagram. Instagram, Twitter, and on LinkedIn, Westfall Online. That's where you'll find me, and I want to invite people to connect with me across all those platforms. You can also find new resources on my YouTube channel where I have dozens of videos designed around the coaching conversation, and that's youtube.com forward slash Westfall Online. Great. Chris Westfall, easier 60 ways to make your work life work for you. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Great information. Thank you, Catherine. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you've been listening to The Catherine Zox Show. (laughs) 